I have nice. to agree with you though. Like I, the thing I liked about it a lot is it reminded me of those old um, detective comics yeah. of Batman. Yeah. Like he's in one scene, dude. He's literally riding in the car with Commissioner Gordon, like in a car. <laughs> like yeah, I, as soon as I saw that, I was all in. I was that, like, "This is Detective Batman." This that is seems what I just to me like a kid getting dropped off for a birthday party. Uh, it, was, it was great <laughs> in costume. It's like it's not a phase, Mom. I am the Batman. Can you drop me off over at Zach's? <laughs> Proclaimed as the city of destiny, Tacoma has maintained itself as the city of grit. Tacoma kept its in-your-face artistry and individuality that sets it apart from anywhere else in the world. Our never-say-die attitude continues to this day. We are honored to bring to you those who live in Tacoma and its surrounding areas, whose contributions are what bring this city to life. The reputation is real. Welcome to the Grid City Podcast. Here are your hosts. Welcome to the Grid City Podcast. I am Justin. I'm Scott. I'm Jeff. And with us today, there is no Brogan, but go check out CosmicBottles.com. There's a bunch of things that you can get there, which are all alcohol-wise, I think, right? Yeah. Oh, you get hot dogs there, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you have stickers and t-shirts as well. Absolutely, 100%. I know you got really sweet hoodies there, too, so go to Cosmic Bottles. No Brogan, though, but we do have our good old friend of the show, Mr. Ken Carlson. Hey, hey. How you doing, dude? I'm fantastic. How are you? You're a liar. You're fucking hungover. I am very hungover. <laughs> Are you hanging today? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right. Oh, okay. I mean, yes. this this is helping. I think this IPA is helping. Well, yeah. good. Yeah, hear the dog on all that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, definitely happy that you're here recording with us live at the Union Club in Tacoma, making the trek all the way up here from Lacey. So appreciate that, dude. I am grateful to be here. Thank you for having me. And uh, if you're ever interested in the Union Club, you can go to unionclubtacoma.com. They're a great co-working space. And uh, today, actually, they're doing live events. Apparently, every other Saturday, they're doing the Vintage Art Walk, which is what they've got going on. People bringing some art and T-shirts and all sorts of different things. Did you go check it out? I did. We did a little bit of a walk with uh, last week's guest. Okay. Uh, I gave him the tour, Mr. Uh, Ross Allison, which is uh, from uh, the Ghost Advanced Ghost. A-Ghost. Yeah, org. Go back there and get all the information on that other podcast i don't remember it right now but yeah so we took a, took a little bit of trip down there uh take a took a look at it their event space um is all set up people have brought their stuff it feels it feels kind of uh, like a uh, a nice kind of cool uh hipster swap meet going on so it, okay. it seems like that like and they do other stuff like that too so check out uh unionclubtacoma.com are there candles down there uh, i didn't see candles i saw a lot of clothes and a lot of uh trinkets and tchotchkes and stuff like that i have to buy a candle i need a candle what do you need a candle for uh, just I'm, I've been burning a lot of candles lately, and I need a new one. So, so why are you burning? A, are you doing uh, seances? Sure, it's witchcrafty. Oh, I can't okay. tell you about it. Oh, look at this. Are you a witch or a warlock, <laughs> sir? Do you care about the? I, I do. I don't like to live in a world of labels. So, oh, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Well, we had just gotten done talking about the paranormal stuff, and actually, we're kind of sliding still into this by way of comic books. Because, Ken, you have put out so far three successful Kickstarters 
for Hellbound Slant 6, which it's funny because I've talked to you about it on other stuff, but the guys had to remind me that we haven't had you on the podcast to, to talk about the comic book itself. So uh, we've been giving you a little bit of promotion on that, but I mean, I back the Kickstarter anyway, so... Uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, no problem. Tell the listeners a little bit about um, what you've got going on with this project. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Hellbound Slant 6 is a kind of, I call it a heavy metal hot rod horror comic <laughs> um, because it combines a lot of things that I really like, uh, which is like late 60s, early 70s, hot rod muscle cars, even though Slant 6, some people would argue is not a muscle car, but it's a Dodge Demon. She drives a Dodge Demon, which is a super cool, cool car. It's Panther Pink. Uh, she's a roadie for a touring heavy metal concert. And at the beginning of the story, the inciting event is that she gets a call from her mother and her mother is dying. So she, she leaves her job as a, as a heavy metal roadie uh, to go be with her mom at the end. And on the way to see her mom sort of one last time to say goodbye, um, she finds herself driving her uh, panther pink Dodge Demon through the depths of hell. Uh, and she Literally. battles demons. Yeah. And it's... Uh, I think it's fun. Like, oh, it's super fun. I appreciate it. <laughs> and it's it's definitely like it's getting better as I go. I think because the, I originally wrote the first three issues when I was like nineteen years old, and I drew them, um, but just never really did anything with it. So I'm finally finishing them, and nice, of course, updated them with a, a little better writing than than what I had done when I was nineteen. <laughs> you go back and look at that and be like, oh, I've yeah. written a lot of better stuff now. <laughs> well, and it's it's definitely like looking back on it. I'm like looking at it and. Clearly, this was written by a very, uh, very horny young man. Um, so, you know, now that I'm uh, in my mid 40s, I'm trying to ground the story a little more and make it relatable for all readers. That's amazing. Yeah. I almost want to go back and just read some of that old stuff just to see, but yeah. might be a little extra telling on that. <laughs> so, uh, you've gotten right now at this point in time, you've gotten three uh, issues, and you plan it. You have planned it to be a four issue series, correct? That's absolutely. Absolutely. I'm working on the fourth issue right now. So de- definitely keep an eye out uh, for that. Once you get that on the Kickstarter, uh, I'll back it immediately because first off, I need to complete my collection. Appreciate you. <laughs> and uh, also, man, we've had you on for so many other things. I mean, hell, just to come over and drink whiskey and uh, bullshit about movies. So yeah, no, it's always fun. Yeah. I love kicking it with you guys. It's been amazing. Any plan to put them out um, after you put out all four? Are you going to put them out as some kind of package or anything? I would like the idea of doing like a, a graphic novel Excellent. trade paperback. Yep. Um, however, I, I, I already feel like I've leaned into friends and family to get these <laughs> things created to like a huge degree, oh. which is kind of the goal is to expand yeah. the fan base to the point where I'm not relying on friends and family to finance this stuff. Fair yeah. enough. Uh, I haven't gotten there yet. Mm. So I think it would be kind of unfair for me to now, hey, all these four comics that you backed, <laughs> now I've put them all together in one issue, friends and family, yeah. make it happen again. Yeah. So we'll see where I get after, you know, because I'm doing Crypticon, I'm doing yeah. SummerCon, and I may get into Emerald City Comic Con. Ooh, good luck with that. Uh, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Um, so if I can get it to the point where I can, like, build a following and, and get this stuff to be funded without having to rely on friends and family. Yeah. Uh, that would be great. Not that I am not eternally grateful for the support of my friends and family, because I am. Like and, this wouldn't be happening if it wasn't for my friends and family. And I think one of the cool parts about it too is like you're like it, you're managing your goals when it comes down to it with the Kickstarters themselves. Right. They're not like a lot of the times you'll see somebody putting out something with like just a huge cost, right. and you are you're able to understand that this is 
I'm bringing this project to life because I want to see this come to life and I want people to experience this, but also I'm not trying to fund an entire brand or lifestyle off of these. You just want to put the art out for the sake of putting it out at this point in time and then you can see where it goes from there. Right. That's exactly it. I'm not trying to pay my rent with these Kickstarters. <laughs> I'm trying to pay the cost of printing and shipping yeah, the comics. hundred percent. Um so for the third issue, I had uh, contracted a bunch of artists for the pinup gallery uh, yeah. in the deluxe version. And so I paid out like this, just a little over $1,000 for all of these pinups that are in the, the third issue in the deluxe version. And then the Kickstarter alone was, you know, $1,500 was the goal. And it's like a thousand of that is, you know, going to paying the artists that did the pinups. And then the rest of it is essentially paying shipping and printing costs. And it's just amazing at that point, too, because you're looking into it. It's a... Yeah, it's like sure. It's like the people donating are getting something out of it. Obviously, like I got my uh, I got my comics in the mail. Fantastic, you, and I love the fact that uh, a you know how Kickstarter works enough to be able to get us to our stuff on time. Uh, obviously, when it comes <laughs> down to shipping and all the issues with that, but you you know keeping everybody updated on all of their stuff. I've never had any issues on that, and it's been a, it's kind of a, a, a breath of relief. It, especially when it comes to like comic book stuff because it's kind of hit or miss when it comes down right. to that. And you don't yeah. necessarily know, especially with smaller creators who can easily get overwhelmed through. And I don't want to say any, no fault of their own because there's a little bit of preparation you need to do with that. Absolutely. But they'll get in over their head super quick and uh, you haven't had that issue. So I'm really super happy with all that. Like I can absolutely say as a backer myself that I've been more than happy when I've gotten all of my stuff from you. That's great to hear, man. I appreciate it. I, yep. I try and get everything, everybody out their stuff as quickly as possible as uh, you know as seamlessly as possible I've had bad experiences myself with mm -hmm. comic book kickstarters where I mean I, I think I'm still waiting on comic books I backed over a year ago oh yeah that and mm -hmm. RPG books for me man yeah right. <laughs> but yeah like you said creators you know they're kind of struggling they get in over their heads and mm -hmm. that's that's why I don't I don't start the crowdfunding campaigns until I've actually already finished the book nice but I don't send it out to the printer until the, the campaign has been successful makes sense makes um, sense on that so where are we at with uh, issue four now uh, mm -hmm. issue four was the original draft draft that I, that I actually only wrote issue four a few months ago. Whoa. The original draft was over 60 pages. Whoa. Um, and big I was, finale. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was like, this actually should have been another three books. It should have been a seven <laughs> issue series. But I'm like, no, I'm going to stick with the four issue thing. Um, but I'm like, dude, I'm kind of doing the math at 60 pages. And I'm like, so, you know, I work full time. I get home yeah. and my free time is almost devoted almost exclusively to trying to finish up this comic. And I'm like, so I can do about a page a day, sometimes a little less. And I'm like 60 pages to draw hmm. and then to color. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm not going to be done with this until November. <laughs> and I'm like, so I went through and did some like some really like judicious, hard editing and I got it down to 50 pages. Um, <laughs> hey man, that's an a sixth of it that you yeah. were able to determine. It's that. so hard though, man. I mean, I, I've never even done like anything creative, but it's so hard to edit your own shit once you've made it. It's you got to be tough. ruthless sometimes, yeah, but I think tough. I think the work benefits from that ruthlessness. Yeah, the ability to to see and pare away what is not essential to the story. Yeah, um, and it's weird because sometimes you want like character building moments that don't necessarily move the plot forward. But, mm -hmm. but if they increase 
the reader's empathy with the character or their the the, the reader's desire to root for the character to win, then yeah. that's good. You got to you got to keep it in there. And I think I just finished up page thirteen or fourteen a couple, Ooh, couple days ago. Congratulations so I, on your way! You. Yeah, Still I'm, working I'm at it, work, working my way through it. <laughs> that is awesome. I uh, also uh, you did mention Crypticon, and we're stoked because we're yes. going to be there. And I'm hoping that I've been a bad influence on you to have you uh, stick around instead of just you know staying just for the show itself but stick oh, around yeah. for them late nights and having some fun because i'm gonna keep pressuring you to do it and mm-hmm. like i said even if you don't get a room or anything like that oh man i already got a clo- room no they're even better <laughs> I was gonna say, there's a closet that we can just shove your ass in for <laughs> sweet overnight. Uh, no but, i got uh, a room uh because nice. i know i know thyself and uh, i like to drink uh, so, uh, <laughs> driving to olympia from you know the double tree in sea tac yeah uh, hammered, not a good idea. Have so, you been before? Crypticon? Yes, multiple times. Oh, okay. I love Crypticon. Yeah. So I've and, never been. And this oh, is pretty excited. It's a oh, blast. Dude, it's so much fun. I know Jeff loves it. He's done it a couple times as well. It's one of those ones where, and I think it really benefits something like uh, for you with Hellbound Slant 6. And I know you're doing other stuff, which we'll talk to as well. But with this, because it fits right in their wheelhouse. And seriously, like... There are some of the friggin' nicest people or horror fans or the actors like that are in there. Like they're just super like receptive and just happy to be there. And I've done some stuff with them in the past and then just I love every aspect of what they do. And Crypt- I, Crypticon is hands down my favorite con. Um and it's weird because I don't even consider myself, I guess, to be a horror fan. Like I really like I I adore sci-fi horror. Mm-hmm. But like Traditional horror, eh, not so much. But in comic books, horror is my favorite genre. But like Aliens, Hellraiser, anything that mixes like sci-fi with horror, Fuck, I, love, I fucking love dude, it. Dude, I love Event Horizon. Horizon you yes. know, like, shit. Well, and that's like even like because they have a ton of panels too and they get yeah. into like that sort of the, the very specific of what you love with those. Right. Like I really love like Cronenberg body horror sort of shit too. Yeah. But uh, like seriously like just with Scott just shaking his head man. <laughs> I love it. None of that this creepy is, body shit. Dude oh. this is gonna get in. We're gonna get you I, I was trying to get him to we need to get like the uh, the, the the face uh, makeup FX artists. Yeah. We need to get Scott like a hanging eyeball or something nice. like that. He's nice. just like. Oh, I don't mind that. Dude, I did. Um, I don't. You probably haven't seen them, but there's pictures of me. We did like zippers on our face for Halloween a couple of times. Really? Yeah. The wife and I. Uh, we've dre- we've dressed up for Halloween. You've got a good uh, good skull. Um, uh, <laughs> well, thank you. Shape for uh, oh. uh, like a Cenobite or something like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know. I, okay. I, I, I'm just admiring the shape of your Excellent. skull. Excellent. I can see you doing a pinhead. That would be kind yeah, of cool. yeah, yeah, straight up. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. We're gonna get you all weirded out. Yeah, I don't mind that stuff. It's just the movies. I'm just not a big horror fan with mm-hmm. movies, but like science fiction, I love. That's why I liked. Uh, I, I was into Norwest Con so much. I love science fiction. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, every movie you named right there, uh, Event Horizon, um, Hell, Hellraiser, all those. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it, it, it'll be a lot of fun. Um, we're gonna be there all weekend, and that's happening what May 20th through the 22nd. Yeah. So we're uh, Brogan um, as the silent benefactor. Um, he has secured us a two-bedroom suite nice we're gonna get it set up to do recordings and also entertain guests and stuff like that and pass out eventually super cool so we'll have you on do bullshit and have some fun sounds awesome as well also uh, uh a film that we made uh in i think we were putting it together in the fall of 2018 and mm-hmm. then wrapped up uh, the the winter of, of 2019, so January, February, and the plan was to 
Oh, no, I guess it would be 2019 we were putting it together, and then 2020 we were planning to use the short film, the proof of concept, to raise the money to shoot a feature film. It was called Enter the Mind Dungeon. Yep. But then, you know, things happened in 2020 that kind of put that to bed. Kind of, yeah, stopped <laughs> everything. In the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but so the short film itself uh, won Best Gamer Film at Gen Con. Oh, excellent. Uh, this last year, and it's showing at Crypticon Saturday night. Hey, yeah. Congrats, man. Yeah. So that's, that's exciting. Yeah. So well. tell us a little bit about what Enter the Mind Dungeon is, because so, I love the concept of this. Yeah. Enter the Mind Dungeon is about a group of adults that are addicted to playing Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> and there is a, a psychologist who is running sort of a, a study on them. It's a, And there's a documentary who's who's documenting the entire process of this doctor's study. So there's a lot of interviews with them uh, asking them about like how they got into Dungeons and Dragons and what about it what about the game, you know, draws them into it. Uh, and so that's the short film basically kind of like sets it up. Uh, the feature if we had ever done it, which we probably won't at this point. Uh, it turns out that this doctor is like an evil mad scientist who's like just experimenting on them. And he, and he traps them all in this facility and they basically have to learn to work together like a D&D party Aww. to escape the mind dungeon. That's I awesome. That. Yeah, right? Yeah, that's great. It's uh, Maddie Burdick and I wrote it. Maddie Burdick from Dead Drift. Yeah. And we co-wrote it together and I, I still think it's one of the best things I've ever written. Like you know, we've ever written. I can't right. say it's one of the best things he's ever written, but it's one of the best things I've ever written. And we so, wrote it together. Just curious. Why, um, why do you think you won't make it into a feature? It's just it's, it's passed now. You're Time is passed. Yeah, yeah. I think the window for it closed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if I had a lot of money to throw at it, I could probably pull all the people back together. Um, Oh, the people is probably the hardest thing. Yeah, huh? it had a really big cast. Oh, okay. There were like, I think there were like seven main characters. Damn. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you can check out the uh, the short, which will be at Crypticon. Yeah. I mean, congratulations on the winning the awards yeah, and stuff at, like Thank Gen you. Con and stuff too. That's amazing. That's, it's got to feel pretty great. It actually feels amazing. <laughs> and there's no like, you know, I didn't get like a plaque or anything. I got, they sent me a PDF that I could print if I want. Hey, but, man. But <laughs> so like, you know, Gen Con is yeah. the uh, tabletop game. Yeah. Convention. Yeah. So for Gen Con to say this is the best gamer film of 2021, I'm like, fuck. Yeah, that's it, pretty cool. That's a that's an honor. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And I mean, you did mention Dead Drift, which I've loved for a long time right. now. Oh, and that's God, how long has that been? 2016, I think, is when I released it. And you did uh, whose garage was the set for that? Was it your garage or was it? There uh, were so there were multiple garages used. The okay. main set was Chris Nacy, who Chris played Nacy, yeah. Commander Schneider. Mm-hmm. That was his garage. Um, the Morris set was in a buddy of mine who run a, a steel fabrication shop. That was in there. Uh, the Lander was in my garage. So. It's just a bunch of sets and a bunch of garages. It's amazing yeah. too because it comes off and it's so it's so much fun. Like the entire thing was so amazing. Dude, one of my favorite shows. I show that to everybody. Right, I like, still uh, watch it, yeah. uh, and it still holds it up does hold for up. what for what it is. It, 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 it's so well contained. I don't know how else to say it. It holds up in its own yep. its own. Uh, I don't know own universe. Dude, of a term. Anytime yeah. anybody tells me that they're interested in making some kind of uh, web series or oh, I want to start a podcast. I right. show him this. I'm nice. like, hey, right. check this out. I, this guy did this in a bunch of garages on his own with mm-hmm. some right. friends. And they're like, oh, my God. Well, <laughs> now, I, and after talking about this, because I was going to ask if you were uh, thinking about doing anything else like that, but with more of modern media, which, again, made me think about VR. We were just talking about uh, – I'm, I'm a huge fan of uh, Quest 
two, and the last thing I, I, I tried out was this called a Horizon Event Spaces. And the they're working on uh, avatars to look more human okay. than to look like a cartoon character. And when you're talking to somebody, mm-hmm. your lips are actually moving. You're actually looking at them. But it's an introvert's fucking nightmare. Right. <laughs> and I'm like trying to – I tried it, and I was trying to run away from this lady who kept on talking to me. And then about that time, my <laughs> wife comes in. You know, and it wasn't nothing nothing uh, like – it wasn't right. like one of those. It was just like, everybody, hey, how, how, do you know how to get off the balcony? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and she's like, are you trying to talk? Are you trying to talk? And I'm, I'm shaking my head. But it's a whole different uh, experience. But you could create. You have like you know, uh, one guy playing multiple characters. That's even. interesting. Yeah, like uh, filmmaking in a virtual space. Yeah, I've, I've been wanting to lean more into animation. Um, we did, a, for the City of Lakewood, we did a yeah. stop motion animation film uh, just a couple months back, and that was really fun. So it's it's got me thinking about leaning more into not just stop motion, but like even traditional animation or like animation assisted by modern tools. Um, okay. I haven't really dived too much into the, uh, the VR end of things, but there is... So much potential right now oh, very. to like innovate in storytelling in terms of like how you tell the story that it's just like it's kind of mind blowing. Right. The, and I, I thought I really like to see the big budget stuff just because it's like a one camera shot all the way through this thing. Uh, um, I'm not too fond of what I'm seeing on the amateur side just because the technology is just not quite there yet. Right. They're good stories and they're giving it the best with what they have, but it's not really catching my imagination. Not quite there yet. Not quite there. But right. on the animated side in 3D, it's beautiful. They put yeah. you right in the middle of whatever they're creating. And they now they're getting more where everything's more animated. Nice. And it's like uh, everything from super sci-fi, like, you know, the, the you're inside the computer itself and you're moving files like lawnmower man right i am god here right and i was so stoked when lawnmower man came out because i'm like this is the future this is gonna happen and it's still like that old shit wire art sort of stuff going on and i'm like this is gonna be so cool (laughs) and now like literally they can what jeff was saying like they can track your eyes so they can see when you're rolling your eyes and shit so it's like uh, that's too real like like, i'm more okay with like talking with like at a table with like some anime chick and a dinosaur than I am right. with like the actual people. Like right. I'm just like I don't want to deal with that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want it to track my eyes to show that I'm actually just staring at the anime girl's titties. Like, right, that's what I mean. <laughs> like don't out me like that. Oh, software. Yeah. Right. I told my wife because they they were talking about um, I don't know how much I could share now. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but let's just say everybody's moving forward and they're making more stuff for business now yep. that is faster. And that's the thing they said it would track eye roll movement so you can't roll your eyes when the dude next to you says something totally stupid <laughs> yeah little well, meeting rooms they, yeah. they, they can track everything said in a meeting room it doesn't yeah. matter if you're looking towards yeah. towards a uh, camera if you're looking away from it they can track every everything wow that's creepy 100 yeah. percent that's yeah, that's the, yeah they creepy. were just putting in uh, some microphones in the place where I was working. Same thing. Like yeah. if you if you turn if you yep. turn it to talk to to the wall, it will catch that echo. Yep. And like it will focus. It's like called something laser or something. But yeah, so if you're talking and you walk away and turn your back, it's still following. Yeah, the you. camera follows you. Yeah. Same same thing where I work, Jeff. It is the exact same thing. You huh. can't get away from it. That's terrifying. It's a little spooky. But, 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 for acting, so, from, but from a storyteller point of view, knowing all that, you could tell a really cool story that would suck people so in. It's almost like meta itself, you know. Uh, <laughs> meta. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just they took they co opted that. Are you allowed to say that anymore? Yeah. I know that's yeah. the thing now. I think it'll trigger everything at this I point. Man. I think you owe Zuckerberg yeah. a nickel. Oh, well. <laughs> well, yeah, probably. Yeah. You can just put it in his money safe that he swims. Right. Oh, bill me for it. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that shit. God damn it. Oh man. Um. Uh. We we got some weird shit going on. Um, we do. Yes. I decided so. I decided that um, uh, I wanted a new segment. I wanted a new segment that was sponsored by Cosmic Bottles. Oh, okay. And one of the things that Brogan ends up having a lot of the times at Cosmic Bottles, which you can go find at CosmicBottles.com, is the the interesting beverages. Um, something that we might call weird beer. Yeah. He brought that pickle beer the one time. Yeah. And that was really weird, but I liked it. Yeah. So I decided, <laughs> I liked it. I actually liked it. Uh, I don't know what your problem is with it, but uh, yeah. So we now have a segment called Weird Beer. I'm going to make like some sort of sounder. So I wrote it down. Maybe I'll put the sounder right there. I don't know. But uh, we'll figure it out. But we... Yeah, this is, uh, and it's not going to be just at Cosmic Bottles. It'll be any time that we find something that is interesting, we will quite possibly bring it in for all of us to uh, quote unquote enjoy, and we'll see how this works out. I like this. So uh, my first, uh, my first selection for this is not even a beer. Oh, it's a mead. Oh, I don't know um, how you are with uh, with meads, Ken. Uh, have you ever had a mead, sir? I have. I'm not generally a fan of meads, but I'll try pretty much anything. Excellent. Even better. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, I realized that I had um, most of the time I had had meads at like Norwescon where it was homemade mm-hmm. and it was almost it was super thick, super sweet. And yeah. Usually it tasted almost like a honey cough syrup sort of sort of thing. That's kind of I think why I haven't enjoyed meads is I'm like, oh, it's, it's just way too sweet. Yeah, and it's cloying. What, every time I've said to we had the mead lady on. Yeah, and I yeah, said that, the same. Yeah. Yeah. thing. It's, and, it always feels like it's just too much. And so, yeah, we had the mead lady on, Jen, uh, over lady. at Colt Mead, <laughs> KVLT Mead down on uh, on uh, Washington. Just look it up. Um, <laughs> it, it's down off of 56 in South Tacoma Way, kind of around that area by the Plaid Pig and all that stuff if you uh, need that. But if you don't, use fucking ways. And so we had her on, and I had realized I hadn't had mead in a long time, and she seemed really fucking cool. So we went and we checked out the place. Um, great place, amazing spot. They're having it was karaoke night, but they're also having it was like a pirate invasion. So I guess maybe there's like a pirate meetup or something around here. It was nice. It was our karaoke, <laughs> <laughs> and so everyone was all dressed up. It was kind of cool. It was kind of neat in that sort of aspect, which is you know pirates taking over a mead place. Karaoke. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I see. There's got to be a joke there yeah, there's somewhere. There. Someone's got it. Congratulations. We've figured it out. Well, Ken did it. He's the writer. He's a smart one. On this. Um, but yeah, and so we got, I got like one of their, their samplers because I wanted a different taste of all of it. And they go from like that thick sort of mead to even a sparkling mead at this point, mm-hmm. which is almost like a champagne type. Right. So it, there's a whole bunch of different selections, which opened me up to this. Um, the wife and I went last, uh, probably about two, three weeks ago now uh, for our anniversary. We decided to take a uh, trip, a day trip up to Whidbey Island. Just to go up there, fuck around a little bit. We loosely planned shit. Part of it was going to Pickles Deli, where we had the mm, pickle flights. Pickles. Where they gave us, oh, I was going to bring the pickles today and I forgot. Oh, you bought pickles when you were there? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, we quartered a bunch of pickles. They God had a peppercorn pickle, a garlic pickle, and we just had the regular dill. And they just like 
they quarter them and then you mm. can just all try them and stuff right there. Fantastic Reuben sandwich there too as well. Nice. Yeah. Fuck oh, yeah, man. I love fuck. exploring Washington. Yeah. And that's what we've been doing. We did it uh, last year. We went, that was when we stayed for our anniversary at the Manresa Castle yep. at, uh, in uh, Port Townsend. It fell in love. And we've been to Port Townsend a bunch of times, but this is kind of just what we do. And, you know, we would find a winery. We found a winery out there. But this time, we found a meadery. Mm. So we're like, oh, fuck. Okay. So let me find a little piece of paper. Have you oh, been to Trollhaven? Trollhaven. No. What the fuck it's is in, that? It's in Port Angeles. No, it's Port Townsend. <gasps> it's one of the two. It's like a castle. It's pretty dope. We were what? actually... It was the venue that we were... I was going to rent it for a week to film Enter the Mind Dungeon, the feature film. Dude. Um... I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll send you some links later because yeah. it's super cool. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to find out about that because we're always looking for sort of weird stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So we found this. Oh, this is the one with the, the yep. cool ass logo. This is I the, love this. This is the the. Um, uh, I'm making so many noises while I set it down there. <laughs> uh, this is Hierophant Metery, and if you don't know what a Hierophant media uh, uh, oh. Metery is, a Hierophant is a person who brings others into the presence of that which is deemed holy. The word comes from ancient Greece, where it is constructed from the combination of Tahera, the holy, and Faninen, to show. We need to change the name of this podcast, I think. Yeah, because we're fancy podcasts now? <laughs> like, I don't know. I just think that it was cool. Anyway, so there's a whole bunch of other words on there, and you can find out Hierophant Metery by maybe clicking on these links if Becca finds them, and I love you, Becca. Thank you very much. Um, so they had a whole flight where, and they're like, they're, they've been open for like three months or no, maybe a month at this okay. point in time. It has been about a month. Like wow. it was three weeks when they told me that. And so we're like, well, this is cool. So they have a whole bunch of regular meads. They have uh, some that are some of that are super hoppy, some that are just light and sparkly, some very citrusy ones. And, uh, I mean, I can explain a lot of them here, but the one that sang to me was the one that was pretty fucking desserty, mm. and it was their butter bee, which Ooh. is also the um, uh, very Harry Potter esque with the uh, font. Yeah, the font I was noticing is very Harry Potter font, <laughs> and they've got a really cool like bee logo with like geometric dude, shapes and it's shit. It's like in sacred it. geometry, like dude. the chakras. Yeah. What's, what's that called, Scott? You know, uh, dude, I don't. Know. I think I know, Jeff, my, my wife is probably losing her mind right now, but I think <laughs> it's something about like yeah, it's like sacred geometry. It's like the tetragrammaton or like the holy name of God and earth, wind, and fire. I don't. It's all this shit. It's, it's yeah. really f- fucking cool. It's I love a cool it. logo, yeah, right? It's, yeah, it's, it's a super dope logo. Yeah, so we're really really building this beer up. I mean. Kudos to whoever designed the logo for, yeah. for Hyrule. It was amazing. Like, it was so amazing. My wife bought, a, I think, either a T-shirt or a hoodie. She wanted nice. to buy a hoodie and make sure and get that, too. But, uh, yeah, so they have a whole bunch of different flights. And the one that I really loved was this. It, like, it, like looking at it on the shelf, it kind of sang to me. I'm like, Butterbee, this looks really fucking cool. And then I read the des- description and got me really excited because it's sparkling honey wine with marshmallow root and organic-compliant butterscotch distillate. Uh, it's a 6% uh, uh, ABV. So it, it's not too bad. They go up to about 12% with some of their harder ones. So you can get off of, uh, uh, off of a good... Uh, off of a good meat here. So I just learned that marshmallows have roots and my mind is blown. Well, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm like... <laughs> That's what I'm stuck on, too. You say marshmallow root? It says marshmallow root. Now, and You're then, lying. I'm thinking the same thing, too, because here's... Like, okay. So I'm like, I drink this and I have the little sh- the, the little taster of it. And I'm like, mm, I think I can taste the marshmallows. And my wife's like, marshmallows don't fucking grow. And I'm like, but why would they call it marshmallow root if it doesn't taste like marshmallows? Right. So... For our weird beer segment, I figured that we could pop 
pop open at least one of these. We can all try some, see what we think about it. I mean, I already like it, so I'm going to be drinking. I want to find a marshmallow plant right now. I know, like, I mean, <laughs> Jeff, it's maybe, the marshmallow the flower. Like Jeff, That's maybe so like look curious. up like marshmallow yes. root and just marshmallow is the fruiting oh, bud oh, of the plant. Oh, no, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Marshmallow root. Like, Dude, what are you doing if you that? plant a marshmallow in your yard, you might get a marshmallow. That's tree. what I'm hoping. Dude, you know, how funny would it be if we were all like, like really right like the marshmallows were <laughs> like a real fruit that nobody knew about and all of a sudden like holy fuck they grow out of a fucking yeah, plant you know what? it says it has uh, health benefits everything you need to know about the marshmallow root I'll, yeah I'll but they're not really marshmallows right we don't get our marshmallows from the marshmallow root do we <laughs> no you got, a, you got a bottle opener oh i do you yeah, could treat I your cough and colds with it well, okay, that's great. So, see, this Butterbee has uh, uh, health benefits. Even on the label, butterscotch mead with marshmallow root added. And I don't know what that even means, but... Oh, there it is. Okay, cool. Um, there's a government warning it on there. It helps your skin irritations. The but, health benefits I like you, the Scott. most about this is <laughs> it, it makes it me forget face. about my troubles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, uh, okay, Scott, you open that. Man, does it, it helps your I wounds with that. healings. Okay, but what is it, Jeff? You told us everything that it does. It's marshmallow it? root. It's, a root. <laughs> <laughs> it's the root of all marshmallows. Yeah. It's the root of all understand. marshmallows. Did he fucking stutter? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so you can check it out at Hierophant Meadery. Uh, Google them, find them. You can find it and get your taste out there. They're out on Whidbey Island. And I, I recommend we're going to be doing Whidbey Island again at some point. I do recommend going out there and ooh, that fucking smells good. Um, doing some more stuff out there because we only really checked out uh, like a beach because it was like it was called Frank D. Robinson Beach, and Robinson's my last name, so ooh, that kind of was like that was fun, yeah. And uh, also the Pickles Deli, a little antique mall, which was kind of smaller. And uh, it was still fun to kind of check out the little antique malls, but we didn't even go to like the main beaches and stuff like that. So, right, exactly. So we're we're here. We're all getting a little snifter of the uh, butterbee. S- smells like cream soda. Yes. Yeah. Now it's butterscotch, which is like my fucking favorite oh, thing right. of all time. It's one of the. Dude, yeah, it smells delicious. Yeah. So it's uh, uh it's mm. that butterscotch, and uh, here let's all take a little bit of sip of this and see what we think about it. Swish it around a little bit. Oh, dude, that shit is good. It tastes like that's dangerous, right? Dude, it tastes like cream soda. Yeah, uh, it does kind of taste like cream soda. And right? that's even that's like one of those things where like this is something six percent. It's still you could put away. And it, I mean, it's a normal size bottle of uh, you know. It feels like beer. that bottle's bigger, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know how big it is. It looks like a sixteen ounce. Oh, here's yep. so somebody asked already asked is marshmallow root the same as marshmallows? The uh, those bagged ma- uh, marshmallows, incidentally, are no longer made from marshmallow roots. No longer made. Yeah, they are made from a mixture of sugar, eggs, egg whites, and gelatin beaten together. So, oh, yeah. So, so it's made out of horses. Day. That's right. I think the marshmallow tree went extinct when they were deforesting the Amazon. <laughs> like, Fern Gully warned us about this, Fuck guys. yeah, they did. <laughs> Why didn't we not listen? They killed it right after the starbush bush. <laughs> I couldn't. My mouth just didn't work fast enough. God. God damn it, stupid brain. So, yeah, so uh, everyone giving the thumbs up here mm. on the Butterbee. Yeah, yeah this is delicious. delicious, man. I could drink and this welcome, all day. And welcome back to meat, everybody. Like, And that was one of those things where it was the curiosity of having uh, having Jen on from uh, uh, from Colt 
uh, to talk about the different types Dude. and then trying them out. And that's yeah. one of those things where most of the places will have the flights and they have an amazing set up where they have all of the descriptors and they have, they give you a little like almost like honeycombed uh, shaped uh, flight tray. It has all nice. of them on there. It has a little map of every ones to go to and they tell you to go down a certain route because you want to try the thicker ones first and then finish with the lighter fare. And this is like totally like this is like a dessert drink. This is something after oh, dinner yeah. that I would just get, help everyone get tanked off of. Like, yeah, I love how light it is. It's like it's not overly sweet or cloying like I associate with mead. It's, exactly. It's fantastic. And that's like one of the best parts. This is like a summer drinking type of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Opening the horizons. And at this point oh, in time, yeah, like beer fucking gives me heartburn instantly. Cider's starting to get that way. But I found that mead, I'm not there with mead. Okay. Like, nice. and it's just being an old fuck. Like, it's right. just shit happens. Yeah, and so. It could be uh, anything, dude. Beer's made like like a, water, a lot of wheat, dude. A lot of stuff like that. It yeah. Maybe just affects you. Dude, this is delicious. I, I could I could see this at a barbecue. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just like a, a day drinker all day. Yeah. So maybe sure, we'll, yeah. we'll crack open the, the other one in a little bit, too. Yeah. I would drink this in my hammock. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got the hammock life going on? Love my hammock. Dude. Oh, the wife got one too, and it's just, dude, hammock time is amazing. <laughs> Fuck yes, like the only thing I don't like is trying to get out of it, but I still I power through it. Like when I figured it out, late, man. So my hammock's under the shade, but like the sun's out, and I can fucking hear the air and the wind, and my dog's chilling in the yard, and I'm yep. laying in the hammock, and it's like it doesn't get any better than this. Are you uh, are you pretty rural out there, or are you uh, more uh, urban? I, uh, a little in between, mostly urban, I would say. Okay, yeah, because that's uh, I live like basically right off like Pacific Avenue, so there's still kind of a, a pretty influx of like traffic noise. But yeah, when we when it's not great now, but when we had our neighbors had bamboo and they were it really nice. was a great sound buffer, and they've kind of thinned it out a little bit. But just having that as a sound buffer and just like a a, a little shit fountain, and they're just running some water in there, right. just running on a nice day with the hammock just sitting out there. Absolutely. Just, oh, I love I'm, it. I'm two blocks from I five, but I just pretend it's the ocean. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Wish I could do that with a fucking Pacific Highway or Pacific. Avenue, they just burning out and right, yeah. Oh, dude, I have video on my phone. I should post this in the Discord of last time we hung out when we <laughs> left your house. We were we we drove down. Uh, I think it was seventy second. Yeah, and we and we stopped. We got stuck like a block behind the burnout guys. Oh. and so I have video of them like spinning circles. You know, I'm sure it. you've heard of that, Ken. Just like basically, there has been, uh, and it's not just in Tacoma, but oh, this it goes on everywhere. It's going right. on everywhere, like across the country. It is basically burnout clubs. They got their hot rod cars and I'm sounding like an old fuck here now. They got them hot rod cars, but they got their, their souped up vehicles and they'll uh-huh. go and they'll just take over uh, an intersection, just do donuts. Okay. And sometimes light a couch on fire in the middle and just kind of do donuts. That sounds Usually fun. for about 10 to 15 minutes and they'll burn out to another section, do that. And they have a circuit. Uh, they just busted... Uh, the ringleader, which was like some 17-year-old kid who was organizing all of it. And uh, it doesn't mean they're going to stop because there's probably another 17-year-old kid doing it Dude, it was weird because like when we peeled out from there, like you see, there's a lot of really hot cars. You peeled out? Well, no, not me. (laughs) When we left left that scene, we actually turned around uh, because we were sitting there waiting and waiting and I was like, fuck. (laughs) And so we we turned around and went the other way. Um, But but when we left, um, the cars coming by us, nice cars, right? 
they they were barely hiding who they were. Like they would have oh, like yeah. a black magnetic thing over the just barely over their license plate, so you couldn't like record it on video. Yeah, it's like but, one of those things over the eyes. Yeah, it's like, like a black bar over the eyes. Someone's gonna they're they're gonna see whose car that is, right? Yeah, I think the ones they're doing the the, the burnouts with are usually stolen. Because they don't look like they're they're not so? souped up. Oh, yeah, they're okay, just like okay. mostly stock cars, and they obviously don't give a fuck about yeah. those cars. Well, and that <laughs> Good was, for them. Well, and that was one of the things too. Like I was like, I kind of think it's funny. Like obviously, people are stuck and they're going to be pissed about it. So yeah. It's your car, and we've been bro. right exactly. <laughs> and well, they're not going to do it to a fuck with a hun- fucking Hyundai accent. Know. I hope not. Actually, it'd be kind of funny to see. Just don't do it with my car, please. <laughs> um, but it's one of those where like okay, people have declared that this is a menace, is a pain. Ass people have been complaining about it to the council members and all that shit. Like, oh, what are you gonna do? We had the incident with the cop, like running over a dude because of all this shit. Like, it's messy, it's stupid, it's weird. The police don't know what to do. The council members don't know what the police should do. Like, it's just a whole mess. Well, all of that got fucking cured real quick because our mayor got stuck in one of them and was like, now it's my problem. <laughs> yeah, so she got fucking pissed. That's and awesome. now now it's even uh, apparently, it's a ticketable or maybe an arrestable an offense just to be there spectating. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Like they got fucking nuts about it. So I well, mean, it's the same people. I mean, yeah. you see them; they come prepared. Like I said, they, yeah. have, they blacked out their license plates, <laughs> and they're definitely not doing the peel outs. They're just sitting there watching. I like that they're adding a little chaos to I love the it equation. Too, you know? I don't mind. Right. I mean, all. granted, it's not in my neighborhood, so right, right. Affect and, me. It, and it's happened around us a couple of times because I've heard them like kind of by the on the safe like by the Safeway, they just took over like one of the roads there, and it's like you see it afterwards, or like on Pacific Avenue, further away from us. Um, you, you maybe hear about it, maybe like on like because I got the little Citizen app that lets you uh, <laughs> like tells you about shit that's happening around. It's my right. wife calls it the Snitch app. The snitch and, app. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, well, you're not wrong. I just want it's raw information. I just want to know what's going on it around. Is a snitch app, hundred percent. It is, yeah. But they, uh, I just well, whatever. If you and, see something, say something. Right, <laughs> exactly. And, it's even worse. It's like, oh, do you want to record this and show everybody? Oh else? shit! Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does that, it's and I like great. to know when it's not in my area or when it is in my area. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, that shit isn't even around. You hear it, but it's. I understand when uh, when someone's pissed off because it's you know two sure. in the morning and they're fucking doing it or yeah. like you left in my house at like seven thirty yeah, at night. Yeah, it was mid. Yeah, because that was after camp. that was after the the hot box. Right? I have yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. I have no problem with it. Uh, it gets weird when you start lighting shit on fire, shooting guns in the air. Then. Then everything goes sideways, right? God like, damn it! I'm trying to get to Popeye's chicken. I don't have time for this shit. Well, and that was the thing too, because they were like, like apparently now there are like neighbors and stuff who are the ones who are shooting their guns in the air yeah. because they're like, we're fucking tired of this shit. Go somewhere well, else. Cops right? will come if you shoot the guns. Yeah, cops won't come if you just tell them someone's spinning Brody's right in your road. So yeah, it's it's fucked up. And but and when things get that that crazy, then it gets a little weird. But yeah, in general, I don't mind. Kids coming out and spinning some brodies in the freeway. You don't think so? Nah. Kids have been laying down rubber ever since there was, you know, rubber on tires. Dude, we had a guy on the podcast who wrote his name on the freeway in roofing tar and lit it on fire. Ow. (laughs) That's pretty awesome. (laughs) Like, you just, like, painted it and lit it on fire? Yeah, dude. Damn. Yeah. Listen to the classics if you want oh, that yeah. scoop. <laughs> the only way you can do that is if you're a Patreon. Oh. If you're a patron, give us money so we can buy cool things like um, uh, donuts. 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 Oh, that's right. Yeah, we got donuts or birthday cakes for some of our guests sometimes or um, some sweet pizzas for the rest of our guests or maybe when we uh, back Kickstarter projects like Hellbound Slant 6, uh, all of those different things. Hell yeah. Yeah. 
You look like you're looking off into something. Oh, I was just reading the whiteboard. Oh, what does it say? It's Grid City Podcast recorded here, 4-30-22. That's yeah. today. Yeah, it is today. Yep, I wrote that. <laughs> I wrote that when I saw this really sweet whiteboard in this uh, in this room. We're kind of off onto this side room now. They've. Uh, I, I swear to God, this is kind of like a podcast room. Well, he told us this. He said, how would you guys like to have this room? Yeah. Oh, board in here. So, yeah, probably so they can kind of shut us off into not a... Totally. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, got, I got a coaster question. Nice coaster From question. Al, Al asked our guest, Ken Carlson, what writer inspired you to start your comic? Ooh. I was a really big fan of Frank Miller when I wrote it and uh, when I originally wrote it. Um, but I think Neil Gaiman has also been a huge influence. And of course, Alan Moore. So just the stereotypical comic book writer <laughs> answers. <laughs> but those are like really good ones, too. Yep. And like when you mention them, like I'm thinking about what you've done in the comic and it makes sense. So, I mean, there's the grittiness of a Frank Miller story, especially if you look at, like, the the the, the Batman, uh, Batman Year One. Yeah, Year One. The big one. Uh, Ronan. I yeah. love Ronan. Ronan. And then even just with, like, kind of the surrealistic expectations of, like, Neil Gaiman, like, when when the, char- the main character is heading down into hell yeah. and dealing with that, like, seeing how you've put that to paper um, is not, it's not derivative, but it's reminiscent of. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. It's, I mean, that's God, how could you get better praise than being compared to Neil Gaiman? (laughs) Like that guy's brilliant. And what I love most about his writing is that it is really about like the dreamscapes and the places between waking and and sleeping and bending reality a little bit that, uh, he's just a master at transporting you there through his words. Absolutely. And this is, and I see that same thing when I'm like reading the comics, like it's really fun to immerse yourself into that because it's one of those things where when you're watching a movie or reading a book or reading a comic or any of those where as long as they stick to their own rules, whomever's writing it, as long as they do that, I'm willing to accept what they're offering in terms of reality. Right. It's like, okay, well, that doesn't work in this world. It's like, yeah, well, we don't necessarily, we might or might not have demons, but you know, we don't know. So accept that this is how this works. And then as long as, you know, the contradictions aren't there to take me out of it, then I'm like, I'm going along for the ride. It's that, that's the fun of that. It's the escapism of that. Hell yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like in the third issue, like I lay down some metaphysical kind of nonsense and, uh, and I, and I was thinking about it when I was writing it out because one of the characters, uh, you know, Alistair Crowley is telling Daniel, the main character, uh, how kind of souls work and how souls end up in hell and this kind of stuff. And I'm like, do I believe this? And I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't really. I don't think. But it's cool for the work. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. And that's the whole thing about it. It was like, well, I don't believe that that's a thing. It's like, well, can you believe that this could happen to a person who's already going down into hell? Right. Like, and it's like, yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. You've set out those ground rules. This is how this works here. And it doesn't like I I'm watching, you know, we were talking about like alien or something like that. I don't believe that there's xenomorphs out there. Let's accept that they are for this sake. And then we're cool. It's I always find it interesting when people get mad about stuff like uh, like time travel, (laughs) which can be real, like real hit or miss when it comes down to any sort of work. But if they set forth the rules and then they abide by them. I'm just going to be like, okay, cool. And they're like, that's not how time travel works. I'm like, yeah, because time travel doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It doesn't even have to follow the rules. If, if it, like, there was a, what was a Nicolas Cage movie where he Uh-oh, could see. Oh, here we go. Where next? He could see, yes. Hawkeye. Yes, next. Not Hawkeye. Terrible Shut movie. It's, it's not, I didn't see it. it's, it's not <laughs> the best movie. The premise is, is so fucking, like, like, when do you start counting? 
like when do your two minutes start or whatever you know right there's so, so what was the premise he could the rewind time is, two minutes no he could see two minutes into the future okay right? and so it, it's really but but uh, dude i will watch that movie every time it comes on <laughs> because it is just a fun watch dude it's, yeah, it's like a yeah. national treasure type movie right okay. Another, where you're, you're yeah. just watching it cage yeah you you you, you know what's going to happen you know that like you see it play out, you know it's full of holes, but you're just still like, yeah, okay. A, well, <laughs> I get it, right? And even if you're talking about Nick Cage, I'm way more willing to accept when he's in something that's a little ridiculous. Yeah. Right. Like, I love Con Air. I love The Rock. Uh, I'm I'm more positive with Mandy than not, but it was so fucking ridiculous. I don't know if you've seen Mandy. I've seen Mandy. It's a horror movie that he's in where he just... It, it's, it's really hard to explain, but it's like late stage Nick Cage where he's kind of... Mm. He he's Nick Cage. Right. Like apparently now he's like America's sweetheart because he did a Reddit AMA and everyone loves him for his uh, new <laughs> well, movie, The Mess of Talent. He but. did a bunch of movies where he, um, he's he's very open about he just did them for money. He's yeah. just like I needed to make. Well, money. he was like he <laughs> so was. I did a bunch of he didn't movies. pay his taxes yeah. and he bought fucking castles <laughs> and like dinosaur bones and shit. <laughs> right. Like it's it was just a whole like and you know I mean you could probably ask him that and he probably has like a good explanation where it didn't actually happen and like someone probably fucking stole it from him and like Whatever. one of his accountants but I like this as opposed to the real true Hollywood story so look damn you could do they're fucking doing brodies out there today too. man they're going nuts huh? uh, so you would buy a dinosaur head fuck yeah if I had just unlimited amounts of money I think dinosaurs are dope like, I agree. Why not have a I would buy a dinosaur head, head if Fuck I could afford it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I guess, I mean, I can't really throw too many stones. I did, I mean, I don't have a dinosaur head or anything like that, but uh, The Rock bought a dinosaur, like a T Rex skull. It was a replica T Rex skull. He didn't buy the actual one. But okay. He probably could at this point. Yeah, for sure. Dude, if you had one, like you had the money and one was for sale, like who wouldn't want a fucking dinosaur head in their house? If if I was Elon Musk, I would trade Twitter for a T-Rex skeleton. Oh, Dude. fuck. I really hope. Or two. The yeah. whole world would be different if I was Elon Musk. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> See, Super that's villains what I was, Well, exist. that's what I'm talking about. Like, we don't like all of our billionaires are just douchebags. Like, they're not like even super villains. Like, like people kind of. I don't know. People yeah. try to compare they're them going to going to space. Yeah, <laughs> like, on. let them go into space and maybe <laughs> the thing will fall apart part on them or some shit like the stuff they ship they're but trying their hardest i know and it's it's just like again like Our super villains are politicians <laughs> i think bezos <laughs> and so musk crappy. and, and Bran- branson and those guys are just trying to figure out a way that they can set up uh, and establish a habitat in orbit for when fucking putin launches the nukes oh like, yeah they're gonna fucking fast forward that one jesus christ yeah that's like i was talking with uh, uh, a friend of mine and it was just funny because it was just like she works over at the Safeway, but she used to do the uh, the meat uh, the meat raffles or uh, I love meat raffles. Yeah, the meat raffles down at the Rhine House. Yeah, they were doing they would do those every Monday. Fuck, I want so much meat. It was great. Brought Scott and Becca, and they fucking won a Dude, bunch of meat. I want some meat there. Yeah, That's fucking awesome. Yeah, they they got it. And then COVID fucking killed that. So hopefully they'll bring that back. I don't know, but I know that bring like back to meat raffle. Yeah. Well, the lady who ran that ended up working. Funny enough, like the deli at Safeway for a little while. But I was just talking with her the other day, and she's like, "How you doing?" I'm like, "I'm doing great." I remember you from the meat raffle? Yeah, no, and that's like she's like, "Remember me?" I was at the meat raffle. I was like, "Oh shit, that's awesome." And so yeah, totally weird and random, but it was awesome. But she was just like, she hadn't been outside all day, and she's like, uh, "Nuclear war happened yet?" And I'm like, "Not yet." <laughs> Getting closer. Yep. Well, and that was even what large Scott topics like two weeks ago. Scott was like, "Do you know what the the minutes to midnight are?" And I'm like, "What? Like two or three minutes?" And like a hundred seconds. Yeah. And that was before the war. And I'm like, "Huh." 
Is huh. that a, a minute 40? Uh, yeah. yeah. A minute so 40 like huh. to We midnight. looked it up. Well, it was a couple weeks ago, huh? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, a couple weeks we ago now. It up. And so... They're not even counting minutes anymore. It's seconds. Yeah, They're like interesting. Yeah, 90 seconds or something. Yeah. yeah. So um, I don't know if uh, podcasts will go off. Uh, if you can find and archive those in the uh, the next uh, nuclear holocaust world. We'll be okay. But it's going to be okay. We'll be fine. Yeah. We're, we're always fine. We, we talked to Joe Malik the other week. He wasn't even worried. So I know. When you got a military intelligence guy who's just like, eh, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. See, that kind of worries me, though. You can't, because, worry, you can't worry about it, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you can't. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, it's absolutely 100% out of any of our hands. You just got to go on and live your life. Live your life. Keep creating. Yeah, I call this the 80s. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's the Uh, thing, man. Like the 2020s are just like like going fast forward through all the shitty parts of like the last 50 years. Like there's supposed to be like a 30 year cycle. Like when the 60s, the 60s and then 30 years later, it was the 90s. We're recreating the 60s in their own image. And then so we're getting up to this point. We should be getting into those 90s vibes, but we're getting all the really shitty 90s vibes. Like like all the extreme bullshit and like the Iraq war and all that stuff is happening right now again. And it's not like the fun stuff. I remember like being a teenager, like listening to the cool alternative music and like speaking not of cool being an alternative adult. music in the nineties, you know, when, oh, uh, here we go. when four non blondes, what's up came out and I was a kid listening to that. And I heard it. that song and I was like, you know what? I was like, someone out there is aware and everything's going to be all right. I was like, everything's going to be fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do we have that now again, though? Do we have a music that's going to be telling you everything is fine and everything? I don't okay? know, but you know, shit didn't work out. Like the four non blonde song, "What's Up," made me think shit was going to work out. I mean, that's a really good or point. Or Tupac too. changes. He sees no changes. There's there no are changes. No, no Same changes. shit. Damn it! Wow. Yeah, you guys really brought me down. I know. Sorry yeah, about thanks, that. Thanks, Scott. <laughs> yeah, geez, Scott, you <laughs> fucking did it, man. I was, dude, I was happy with me talk. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, definitely check out that metery, uh, Higher Fin, or check out Colt Metery. I love both of them, especially if you're in the Tacoma area. Support them. They do a lot of, like, metal shows and stuff there, too. I did yeah. talk about, like, the, the Pirate Night, which they have, I think, once a month or something like that. Check their events calendar or follow them on Facebook because they put out a lot of, uh, they do a lot of shows. Yeah. A lot of times, uh, Jen, the owner, she's just be like i want everyone to see this band shows free and it'll just be a free show to go check out nice. so and you should definitely go see local music yeah we're doing Wherever that well we we will have done that by now because of my birthday yeah yeah so uh, if you're listening live come out to the valley if you're not listening go out to the valley whenever you want to so you can still find that out because we're gonna go see one of my favorite bands that are local stone evergreen travelers what i'm nice. so stoked for them yeah 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 it's uh basically kind of like outlaw hillbilly metal like nice yeah misha plays the fiddle like it's a guitar like a heavy metal guitar interesting it's fucking sick yeah he's, he's wearing the sweatshirt yeah i'm wearing right the now. sweatshirt okay that's plus, what that is i wanted to yeah. ask what that was plus they have a song on one of their albums sorry guys um that's called angelville which you'll appreciate because it's based off of the comic book preacher Cool. I love Preacher. Yeah. So uh, get all the nerds in on, on that one as well. So Hell yeah. Yeah. Check them out whenever they're touring. And just go check out shows at the Valley. I fucking love it. Or just get, like, I don't know, brunch at the Valley. Dude, just we do check that out. Yeah. All yeah. Above. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. And Ken, uh, pimp all of your stuff, all the locations where people can find your things, because you've got a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard, man. Trying to, like, uh, you can go to Kenzo FKC. That's... Uh, as in Frank Kenneth Carlson, which is my name, uh, .com. You're That's my first name, yeah. Wow. I'm the fourth. Mm-hmm. You're a fourth. I am, yeah. So my dad is Frank, so I, that's why I go by Ken. That's there pretty you go. cool, though. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I had no idea what the, the 
FKC. Yeah, at the yeah. end was. Yep. No, I was always say Kenzo. Okay, that's pretty yeah. cool, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. F- FKC. That's my initials. Yep. Um, but yeah, KenzoFKC.com. And yep. I mean, you do so many different other things that we haven't even like scratched the surface on. Penny Polaris, which we've talked yep. to you about previously, which is super awesome. And same with the is the same with the Thank good you. spooky vibes and the graphic novel vibes because it was based off of a graphic novel. That it you was. Did yeah, with that. James Willard uh, wrote the graphic novel. Patrick Beavers drew it. I adapted it into a movie, and I think it's. Kind of fun. It's super fun. It's super cool. It's, yeah. It's very divisive. People, a lot of people hate it, but I'm like, whatever. It's yeah. low budget. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> I those think guys. when you put out you things that people hate, um, and it gets a reaction. Love. Yeah. Like, that's true. a one thing with that, too. It's like, it's good it, art. Yeah. Give me, yeah. It's, it's like, you don't have to love it. Just feel something about it. Yep. Uh, obviously, with Hellbound Slant 6, you can find that there. And come to Crypticon. Come to get uh, some uh, actual... You're going to have copies there, right? I will have come comics get actual for sale. copies. Uh, you can get some there. Yep. I'll have copies of Penny Palabras for sale. Probably copies of Dead Drift. Um, nice. Comic books. I'll have original art for sale as well. Right on. Will you be doing any commissions or anything like that? Being uh, one of those guys? Maybe. Uh, okay. I, I don't know. Okay. I'm not fast. At drawing, fair enough. Fair so enough. I don't know that I would be able to realistically do commissions. I'm managing people's expectations yeah. here. Can, then. can we take pictures with you? Yeah, of course. Oh, you know, I, I was considering. <laughs> uh, I thought, and I haven't done it, and I don't think I will. But I thought about hiring like an actor Ooh. to dress as Danielle and hang out at the booth all day to basically be Danielle to take pictures with people. That'd be awesome. Um, oh. But then I was like. Do I want to pay an actor two hundred and fifty dollars a day to come pretend to be Danielle for people to take pictures? <laughs> I was like, ah, so I mean, be cool, show but- up, show up to Ken Carlson's booth. He will pretend to be Danielle with you <laughs> and <laughs> take a picture with Danielle. From yep, slant six. Be like, I don't remember her having a beard. <laughs> well, you just didn't look close enough. <laughs> don't worry about it. Oh, thank you for being yeah, on with us, buddy. Thank really you, do thank you so much it, for having me. I appreciate you guys inviting me. Oh, this it is awesome. As always, a delight to join you. Yeah, thanks for sharing a butterbeer with us. Gonna, we're going to have to crack open that other one, I think, as well. <laughs> um, shout out to all of our listeners, people who listen live on our Discord. Awesome people who ask coaster questions on our Discord, like Al. Thank you so much. All of our patrons. We got a new patron. We do. Who was a nice lady who sent us a tweet telling us about how she lives in Spokane now, but she gets her, uh, she gets her uh, fix of Tacoma. Uh, for better or worse, I guess, at this point in time, through our podcast. And I decided to uh, back us up on the old patron. Yeah. Which is awesome. Really uh, appreciate that. Uh, we'll give you all sorts of cool discounts on t-shirts there. You get access to the old podcasts where uh, apparently there's psychics in there that are downloaded more times than people we have patrons for. So do. I don't know how that works. Dude, it's pretty funny because he's looking at us. So we only we, we have, I don't know, a few patrons, right? Like double-digit patrons. When you get on and look at like our podcast, we have like triple-digit downloads of one, one specific podcast. They like the psychic okay. one, yeah. Yeah, so they're So that one's probably still floating out there somewhere on the internet you can find it but you can find all the other episodes as well but i have no problem with that please if you if you enjoy something share it with your friends i i could give two shits if you give them your password if you like our stuff though buy a t-shirt oh yeah yeah do something makes us feel better about there was a short film we we made back in like 2010 called the van job and there (laughs) and so i put up like some behind the scenes stuff on youtube and I was tracking like the analytics and there was a viewer spike at a certain moment in the thing and it went like way high. And then in the behind the scenes video, it had like th- like 10 times the amount of views as the actual film did, like tens of <laughs> thousands of views on this. And I'm like, why? What is yeah, it about yeah. this? And so I finally was able to use the, you know, the built in Google analytics stuff to trace it back to the 
there was a scene where this woman kicks a guy in the balls. <laughs> and it ended up linked on fetish sites for dudes that love to get kicked in the fucking balls. And YouTube flagged my video and removed it because they said it was basically, it was smut appealing to the prurient interest. And I'm like, fuck you. It's a fucking cop drama. And this undercover cop kicks a dude in the nuts. And you think I'm trying to make porn. That's Just because the these weirdos yeah. loved it. That's the problem You're with YouTube. You're before your time, man. Now, yeah. now they're fine with it. Yeah, so apparently ball busting was a fetish, and that's how I learned about it. <laughs> oh, fucking the internet, that's man. That's great. Well, that's what we use on the internet, and that's why a billion people have podcasts, and that's why we do, too. <laughs> so thank you for listening to us. Do appreciate that. You can find all of our info at gridcitypodcast.com. And uh, please, if you do come out to... Uh, to Crypticon, come say hi to us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll be out there. Ken will be out there. Tell him you heard us on the podcast, and if there's... He'll he'll, he'll give you a nice free shrug, as uh, <laughs> Billy White always does. Uh, always. The shrugs are free. Shrugs are free. Uh, again, thank you guys for listening to us. Until next time, stay gritty! You've been listening to the Grid City Podcast. Check them out at gridcitypodcast.com. Yeah.